0: TV online. This is EPT Not Live.
1: Hello my babies and welcome to EPT Not Live. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is James Hardigan. I'm not wearing any pants. And we've got nothing new to talk about. So smell you later. Just kidding. <laughs> They would never let me get away with that, would they? Instead, coming up on today's show, we have got a lot of news to cover. Just because there's nothing happening with us doesn't mean there's not lots going on in poker today. Uh, Uh, Let me do the singing, dude. Let me do the singing. I, I, I agree. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I did some commentary elsewhere here in America. Just a few short stories from that. Uh, I promised some bonus and too hot for TV clips from my char- my charity tournament. <laughs> <laughs> my charity tournament from the PCA. I got that for you later on. Superfan versus Stabes is back as always, and we've got Javier, his specialty subject, Breaking Bad. Guess what, James? I rewatched the whole series
2: last night. So That's actually impossible unless you watched it at super fast speed.
1: I watched it at super fan speed. No, of course I didn't rewatch it. I got no. I was going to say I have things going on, like I have a life, but that's not true either. I genuinely don't know what I did instead of watching it again.
2: But to be fair, it's a show that you did watch when it was on, and you like it a lot, so there- something may have stuck up there.
1: I'm, I, 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 I I don't know. It just depends how hard you made the quiz. Anyway, we'll get to that later on the show, and also we'll be joined by guest Randy Liu.
2: Nanonoko on with, the show.
1: Uh, I forgot that his name is Nanonoko. I don't know how. Yeah, but it's his, his,
2: his online handle. He's a member of Team Online, so I guess he's often better known as Nananoko than he is as Randy Lou. It's his stage name, his porn name, if you will. (laughs) I have to say, our reaction to last week's show was incredible. I think we have a record number of tweets. Cool. should remind everyone, by the way, that if you do want to get in touch with the show, just tweet using the hashtag EPTNotLive. Um, It's the same way to get in touch, by the way, if you want to apply to be on Superfan vs. Stapes. It's been a while since we reminded uh, our viewers, our listeners, that if you want to compete against Joe and potentially win a Step C ticket and an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t-shirt, we need you to put yourself forward on Twitter, and we need a specialist subject. We've had some good ones recently. I generally encourage people to pick subjects that at least Joe has a fighting chance. At least, you know, you might make it a a, a a tough fought contest. A bit like last week when you you took on uh, uh, Sean with Aliens Trivia.
1: Did I did I put up an okay fight last week? I felt like okay. I still got, I got shellacked still. Even things that I, I I claim to really love, I'm still getting my ass handed to me.
2: Yeah, it's it, it, it's a fair point. But the one thing <laughs> I think most people who were listening to last week's show really loved, and maybe these are people who've been following you around over the years, Joe, and have listened to other podcasts that you've presented over the last decade, it was the round robin. Uh, the funeral story went down like gangbusters uh freddie said when stapes introed the round robin joke off something just felt right like everything is going to be okay yeah
1: um i i think it is mostly folks that are you know stick have stuck around from the old days when i used to do that every single week on the show um hoff hasn't caught wind of it yet so i'm not sure if he'll actually be like upset or like honored that i did it but it given the response that it had i i'm a little I have a question though, because I put a news story in the news for this week, and I put Ron Robin next to it. And you were like, "That's old news," and like didn't really like say whether or not you thought we should do it again or what. So I well, took that as you being
2: like, "We did it the once, and let's just let I, it go." I had a message from a S. Huff, uh, which basically contained a cease and desist
1: notice.
2: <laughs> No, I did wonder whether you were just getting back at Scott for not coming to your uh, stand-up gig slash going-away party the other I, week. I wasn't doing that on purpose,
1: but afterward I realized it was kind of a thing, like it could have been that thing. And
2: also I, what I realized
1: is that I probably should have at least asked him if he wanted to contribute, you know, if he wanted to call in and do, do his own. Um, and if we do it again, I probably will have him get jump on board and do a little guest joke commentary
2: well yes the uh, guy plays poker at his own funeral story was very popular uh penguin was a fan jay hook said it made his day and freddie sir frizzy actually contributed some uh, jokes of his own uh man plays poker at his own funeral he now sleeps with the fishes okay yes uh man plays poker at funeral there was a big waiting list for his table because of all the dead money out there <laughs> and former superfan pete blow says guy playing poker at his own funeral A dead button every orbit. That's good. And Pete, you know,
1: Pete Blows is going to come up with something solid. And Pete Pete is a guy that apparently used to listen to Huff and Stapes way back in the day, too. So that was really cool. Thanks, guys, for joining on that because uh, that could have gone over like a lead balloon. So I was glad it worked.
2: Now, I did upset... Uh, Tony the Norfolk Tiger by suggesting that Hull was not a place fit to yeah, host a wait. poker tournament.
1: Did he legit send some article about why Hull is a great place to visit, like one of those clickbaity, like the top thirty reasons you know you're from Hull?
2: Tony sent a genuine link to RoughGuides.com, claiming Rough yeah, is right. Story checks out. Claiming that Hull is one of the top ten cities to visit in the world. Hashtag making the case for Hull.
1: I mean, I first of all, I didn't think he was. Being completely serious, he didn't seem like upset or anything. Because if you up, as we know with Devilfish, if you upset someone from Hull, they will light your head on fire.
2: And that's the next part of Tony's argument. <laughs> Poker Heritage being the home city of Devilfish, R.I.P. Hashtag making the case for Hull. Uh, still no. <laughs> well, obviously, I did say, uh jokingly, that they probably don't even have a premiere in. Jamie Robinson wishes it to be known that there is a premiere in Hull. So he's going to change the demands to UKIPT Hull. We've we, we've downgraded it. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can get Hull a UK and Ireland Poker Tour event.
1: The Premier in slash Town Hall will be where we. What are you guys, do you guys you guys call it Town Hall still in England? I yes, forget. we do
2: have Town Halls uh tune or tune is a relatively new listener to ept not live uh he tweets to say, thanks for tuning in hey after two weeks of grinding i managed to get through 33 episodes of ept not live amazing guys great job loving your work keep it up that's cool and also i'm sorry uh (laughs) scott campbell was completely lost with the godfather chat on last week's show uh, he says, I'm safe to assume that it's worth a watch then if it's your favorite film, James. Yikes. Godfather, worth a watch. Essential viewing, Scott Campbell.
1: Scott, here's a here's a more honest response. I don't really care that much for old-timey movies, and this movie is kind of an old-timey movie, but it's still really good. It's a good movie.
2: And you also say that as someone who is not a huge fan of the gangster genre.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's a good movie, and it's... I, it's really weird, because all the gangster stuff and it's really played, but it's beautiful regard- like even oh, like aside from all that, it's, it's almost not even a gangster movie. I don't know if that's if you agree with that or not, but it, it's a family drama.
2: Now, Kristap's dexness could be an anagram, could be his real name. I think he taught everyone a valuable lesson this week because he tweets at Stapes. Hey, Joe, can you please tell me the name of the song you've used for your PCA event recap? Great episode. Now, as I said to Chris Stapps, and I will say to everyone, don't go to the monkey, come to the organ (laughs) grinder. If you need a piece of useful information, I'm the one to ask.
1: Yeah, but the monkey's the friendly one. The monkey's the one everybody wants. They're like, hey, and then... I'm not going to bite your head
2: off. I'm simply going to give you a short, sharp response, which is, Little Taste of Paradise from Audio Network. It is amazing, by the way, that the library music that we wheel out to illustrate our webcast openers or our talks about events are so ridiculously popular, and people actually think they can get a CD single from
1: our price. You know what it really is? It's a credit to the editors and the people who cut those things together. Because let's be honest, these are bargain basement songs, okay? This is cheap-ass shit that we can afford. And the only reason why people think they're cool is because they're cut to these amazing pieces of video that our editors do. And so as far as I'm concerned, for every, like, 50 cents this place makes, they should be paying our editors. They should be paying Gary and Josh uh, for, for making their shit look good.
2: We'll put that argument to them and see what they say. Uh, Sean McCaffrey was last week's superfan. He's the guy who beat Joe in the game of Aliens trivia. And yes, Sean was very uh, very pleased to point out on Twitter that having listened back to the show, Hartigan, you definitely fucked up with the questions. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Great episode. Uh, no, I don't care. I You don't care. I care. And I... Look. I did you go back and listen to check no, it well I'm, of course i always listen back to every show and i <laughs> no, did no, no, it up. No, you definitely went back and listened
1: just in case he was wrong so you're gonna be like dear viewer you are incorrect about no me.
2: i was i was aware i mean i could see because i'm keeping track of what questions have gone and i realized no 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 we've gone out of sync i will take full responsibility but equally you have to question what are the three people the other side of the glass listening to and why are they really there if they're not monitoring that kind of stuff? Oh,
1: wow. There's a big bus and all of you just got thrown under it <laughs> so hard. I can't even see you, but I can hear the giant bus destroying your bodies, running up onto curbs and taking out innocent bystanders at the same time.
2: You can imagine the expression on Giles's face right now. He does not give a shit. Oh, he gives,
1: Giles gives zero fucks.
2: Uh, Keith Woodward <laughs> says it was not good, but great. EPT Live spot with Greg Merson thought James asked good questions, and it was shocking the list of movies that joe gets weepy at
1: yeah it is pretty shocking which weird you actually mentioned another one james that i don't think i mentioned last week you were referenced i guess in some promo we're going to record you you wrote a sucker punch reference for me <laughs>
2: You didn't cry in Sucker Punch. Definitely
1: cried in Sucker Punch. Like, 100%. No, 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 no. no. Not like bawling snot tears, but (laughs) I definitely cried. Basically, every sort of bodily fluid that can leave a man's body left my body during Sucker Punch.
2: Don't get me wrong. Sucker Punch is a guilty pleasure, but it's not a movie that you should be crying at with anything other than pain. That's actually
1: one of my favorite things about you, is that you recognize that Sucker Punch, like, is not unwatchable. Like, it's a pretty fun movie. Yeah. It gets like a 4% of Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is very unfair.
2: Uh, now, Chris um, is trying to help us out. Remember, you were trying to come up with a brand, Joe, for yes, an alternative yeah, yeah. to social media beefs. Like, what should be the flip side of that? Um, and Chris said, well, there used to be a local radio show called Beefs and Bouquets. So, social media bouquets? I don't hate it.
1: It's not my favorite, as Jesse would say when he actually hates one of my jokes. He goes, that's
2: eh, not my favorite. Um, it's, hey, it's
1: the best we got so far it's the
2: only we got so far uh, we have had two suggestions talking of branding by the way from Gareth Taylor regarding what we should call our superfans. because you were very keen Joe that our superfans should have a distinct identity
1: yeah because you got like the the dirty, the dirty basement kids for Jason Somerville Maria's got the ho- the homies that's it the little homies
2: uh, Gareth Taylor says EPC Not Life fans could be in one of two camps it could be a bit like the AFC and the NFC and the NFL you could have Hartigan's whores and Stapleton sluts <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says alternatively the EPT no lifers or pod tarts the EPT no
1: lifers is like I, I love it and it's clever but you can't be that insulting I don't think to, well, like, you dirty. can
2: and you regularly are
1: yeah I just to not the entire fan base as a whole like just be like none of you have a life because the thing is if I say w- like if I single it out right if I say like you listening to this show don't have a life one person everyone thinks is not them but if I say all of you don't have a life, it's hard to get around that.
2: Yeah, and also it is a classic case of, hello, pot, this is kettle. Uh um, um, sure. Sam gets special mention. Final tweet of the week. Sam the Manic Sam Flea. Orledge, uh, okay. And this is a guy who was listening to our show on his uh, phone or, or iPod while he was playing day 1A of the UKIPT series event at the Hippodrome. And Sam ended day 1A as chip leader hey, he says it's it awesome. got me through day one love the show uh he tweeted a link to the article on the Pokestars blog about his accomplishment and i'm pleased to say that sam went on to make the money he finished in the top 25 of that event so uh, it was the biggest field i think they've ever had in a UK IPT series event at the hippodrome so well done sam glad you liked the show and glad that in some small way we helped
1: yeah, I mean, we, you can't say – I mean, maybe he would have had all of the chips had he not been listening to the show. We don't know. <laughs> but things turned out pretty well the way they were. Uh, James, we we were talking movies a second ago, and I, I watched a movie over the weekend. I don't know about over the weekend. I don't know when it was. I watched a movie uh, – oh, it was the day after Muse. Oh, funnily enough, so Muse, remember how I mentioned Gail was supposed to come – and floats on me? you
2: because of the weather. In inverted commas. Well, the weather was part
1: of it. Now, what really happened was, like, maybe like f- before the weather even happened, she was like, "Oh my god, babe!" Like, I- the movie I'm shooting starts rehearsals like the day after, and like I'm still gonna try to like book a ticket and fly out the next morning, and then um, she couldn't because of the, the flights. There were so many fewer flights because yes. of the, the weather, so she ended up not being able to book that ticket.
2: But you went to Muse anyway.
1: I did go to music anyway, but the the funny part of the story is the day that she claimed that she had to do rehearsals, she tweeted a picture of a stack from a poker tournament. <laughs> Well, maybe she's rehearsing
2: for a part as a poker player in a movie.
1: And like, I just didn't know how to even mention that without sounding like really passive aggressive. So I was like, "But yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was saying. I'd be like, uh, so that it's a poker, it's a poker movie." You're in. <laughs> anyway, I did go to Muse, and the next day I was kind of having a bit of a hangover day, so yeah. I decided to watch uh, The Intern. I love that movie.
2: I watched it on the plane to the PCA.
1: Now, do you find that when you watch something on a plane, you're in a different emotional state a lot of the time than you would be?
2: Absolutely, and I just wanted to watch, some, watch something that's light, fluffy, yeah. frothy. I didn't want anything too intense. I didn't want anything that was going to be a visual spectacular that was going to be ruined by watching sure. a small screen. But as a premise and as a as a as a complete slice of distracting entertainment, I was all in with this film. I loved it.
1: I know we're supposed to do the spoiler movie talk at the end of the show, so if you haven't seen The Intern and you don't want it to be spoiled, I'm not really sure that I'll spoil it, but just warning, spoiler alert. um, I thought this movie was mostly terrible. Now, the movie itself is bad. Hold on. De Niro is awesome in it, and the character is fantastic, and he's like, I love that guy, and I would watch uh, four more movies with that character in it, but the movie has some real head-scratcher stuff stupid ass moments it does
2: it It has some subplots which just shouldn't be there
1: yeah and it's weird and like you know like the computer theft subplot as fun
2: as that scene was it made no sense there are plenty of supporting characters in this movie who i could just do without and And you're right it's fundamentally flawed in that respect but i enjoyed the relationship between anne hathaway and robert de niro so much that i was willing to forgive it all of the shit that really should have been weeded out during the rewrite stage.
1: I liked the the relationship also, but did you, I didn't find her likable in any way. Like I didn't want her to be, to succeed. Really? Yeah. I I, I disagree completely. Like I didn't, she wasn't like the devil wears pride of evil, but she was just like evil at all. What do you mean? Oh, that's what I mean. Like, so I don't think she was like a bad person. I just found her to be like really unlikable. And then uh, here's the big spoiler guys. The end, the speech between her and her husband—that is so. That I was like, no, you're ruining this movie. Like, this movie is like really wonderful and heartwarming. And now there's some, this this subplot, if you will, about her marriage was terrible. I just did not like it. Did so, not like that part. But I love. Honestly, I wanted De Niro. I wanted to like de niro to be my my father sure my, I, my
2: uncle in that movie i love the fact by the way that we rarely do movie reviews on this show but we uh, we've done three of the biggest movies of the last decade specter <laughs> star wars the force awakens and the intern oh uh, well we don't always see the same movie cl- and the
1: thing is i saw it this week so i remember it well enough to talk about oh, it you I'm,
2: I'm imagine if we like left this for a couple of weeks like did i see that who's in it de niro uh, um, man,
1: what else <laughs> <laughs> what else about it? Uh, let's see I I uh, I did a little commentary this week and uh, well actually I didn't even tell this story. it was two weeks ago right after the snowstorm and I people throw this phrase around a lot I almost died on the way to I, I can't say I almost died I almost got in a car wreck on my way to do this commentary because I'm this weird man of my word and even though it had snowed the night before I looked out and the roads seemed fine, and I hit one patch of highway. So where
2: did you have to drive to?
1: I was driving to Atlantic City. So uh, just
2: to be clear, because anyone who doesn't know the geography of New Jersey, you're in Jersey City. How far is Atlantic City from Jersey City?
1: It's about two and a half hours. It's like, uh, not quite. Sorry, it's about two hours. And New Jersey is a pretty small state. It's about as far as you can get from something. Well, north southwise because it's weird, the curve state or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's supposed to take about two hours. Um and the roads looked okay, and I hit one patch of of highway that uh, the roads were not okay. They hadn't been plowed yet, and the plows happened to be just ahead, so the cars were stopped in front of me. And I hit the brakes, and nothing happened. Like, I don't even think I slowed down five miles an hour. I was just skidding at, like, 45, 50 miles an hour. Jeez, that's terrifying. And I, I'm pumping the brakes, nothing. I mean, I'm not slowing down at all. And so luckily there's two lanes of traffic and the lane I'm in is the – is the I have the least amount of distance. So I changed lanes to give myself that extra distance to slow down and I'm approaching the car in front of me, approaching the car in front of me. And finally I had to drive up onto the side of the road like into a snowbank to slow my car down enough So effectively stop.
2: you had to crash in order to stop and obviously the lesser of two evils was to crash into – a block of what could be snow and ice, rather than into the vehicle in front.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that was um. It's it's just weird, you know. Like you don't. Uh, you, I don't know if they teach you guys this, but they teach you in like drivers' education how to react in these situations. And like I haven't had to do that in a no. really long time. And so my reaction time was slower than I would have liked. But luckily, it all went down. So yeah. So I did. I, I did make it down there eventually, and I did commentary last weekend and this weekend. And I just wanted to say very briefly. I love the I love the EPT live. I love it. So, it makes me so grateful for all you people and all the buttons you press and the things and the thing that someone when we're more more about to go live goes ten, nine, eight, <laughs> and when I'm about to do a winner interview, like tells me what camera to look at and like just all the little things that you don't really appreciate so much when you're used to working on you know the best. Pr- live poker production in the world so i just wanted to say thank you uh and th- just th- the only other thing that happened down there was um i was doing a heads up commentary and uh kate hall made the top eight and i was absolutely terrified to do commentary on her i
2: was gonna say she is someone who only really came onto my radar in the last 12 months when she was involved in quite a feisty twitter spat with daniel Negreanu.
1: yeah daniel and a couple other people and the thing is that like Look, I don't say as many obnoxious and bullheaded things as Daniel does, but I say some obnoxious and bullheaded things. Story checks out. And so I was like, oh, God, like, I just really hope I'm not on this girl's radar. And like, I hope I don't say anything stupid. Uh, And luckily, no offense, Kate Hall, she went out in like the first round of the heads up I was doing commentary on. So I didn't have to worry about it. And I felt so bad that I was like anti railing her just because I was afraid of like saying something dumb that was going to get me that was going to get me like a Twitter feud.
2: Now, you mentioned, Joe, that uh, we've not been to any events. We'd have no TV shows to talk about, but there is other stuff going on in the industry, so I think we should have some news. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for EPT Not Live News.
1: Before we get to poker news, James, this thing just popped up on my, on my feed today. It's just worth mentioning. Ancient erected fossil shows, 99-million-year-old spider with erection. okay that's i mean it's a real news story it's a daddy long legs i was thinking they should call the uncle daddy long legs just in honor of me
2: (laughs) what when constructing a news bulletin that's normally the kind of story you leave for last is the and finally but we can start with that i'm no that's
1: that's the story you start with so you make sure everyone sticks around Ah, okay this this, this is how they do the news in
2: america everyone
1: anyway that's not poker news we got some real poker news
2: yeah um helmuth he's been tweeting a lot recently right
1: yeah, I don't know if it's a lot, necessarily, because actually I don't follow Phil Hellman. I, I do. He has, he's, okay. been t- he's
2: been tweeting a lot of pictures on private planes and hanging out in Vegas with the boys. Well,
1: the photo specifically I wanted to talk about, though, because it doesn't get on my radar till other people start talking about it because I don't follow him, is uh, that he was courtside with Jay-Z at, like, a Sacramento Kings game? I mean, how does he still get in these <laughs> situations? Like, doesn't he know, like... Poker's out, like, it went out with, like, cigar cigar smoking and swing dancing. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, like I could totally have seen, like, in 2005, him being at, like, courtside at a basketball game with with Jay-Z. But, like, Jay-Z's
2: one of the biggest stars in the world. Well, you know, they still show those old shows, probably, on, like, cable TV, uh, ESPN repeats. And he is in a lot of those shows. He is one of the biggest stars of the game.
1: Do you ever think to yourself, I will, like, because you know celebrities watch poker, right? Like yeah. celebrities, we've never that we uh, that aren't on our radar at all, like A-list celebrities. Do you ever find yourself sitting at home being like, I wonder what A-list celebrities like me? Uh, no. That's just me. Yeah, that's
2: very much you. I'm, not, I'm not the one who needs the attention and the appreciation, Joe.
1: I definitely just sit at home, like I said, like watching the revenant, being like, I wonder if Leonardo DiCaprio has ever laughed at one of my jokes.
2: Why? Why am I not invited courtside with Jay Z? Why? I wonder if Jay-Z really, likes story checks out. I wonder if Jay-Z thinks everyone loves a chop pot. Uh, while we're talking about things that people have been tweeting, uh, did you see the special promotion that Jason Somerville got for his Aussie Million stream? A- and his name is John Cena! I mean, this guy's got, like, how many hundreds of thousands of followers?
1: He is, he, I think, isn't he like the number 25 most followed person on all of Twitter?
2: Yeah, it's more like millions of followers rather than hundreds of thousands, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's freaking cool. And I just wonder, like, again, I like wonder how he got to that, like, was he watching stuff on Twitch already? Was he just hopping around? Is he, a, is he a run-it-up warrior? Is he a dirty
2: basement kid? I know, it's weird, right? Um, I feel we should talk about Aussie Millions, but I feel that we should put it in the news section rather than doing an event recap, because I really feel that event recaps is the stuff that we've been at. And also, if we were going to do an event recap, I'd then be forced to go down that cliched route of getting some awful music with didgeridoos and wobble boards. And <laughs> number one, I, don't, can't do I it. don't really want to do that. And number two, I didn't have time this week to, to find the music.
1: I uh, know, with all those events and TV shows we're working at. Well,
2: Joe, if we're going to talk about the Aussie Millions, I think we should probably talk to someone who is actually there and someone who is part of the stream. That John Cena was tweeting about. No secret that Jason Somerville was the main host of the Twitch coverage of the Aussie Millions. But his co host for a lot of it, the, the Robin to his Batman, I believe was the metaphor that was applied, was our very own Nananoko from Team Online. And Randy Lou joins us now on EPT Not Live. And I understand, Randy, you are still in Australia.
3: Yeah, I still am, actually. Yeah. You Randy. love it. He loves
2: it so much, he doesn't want to come home.
3: <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly right. <laughs> Wait, so the Aussie Millions is, is over. I'm
1: sorry, I don't really follow poker. So the Aussie Millions is over, and you're just chilling there? Are you playing more poker? Are you being a tourist?
3: Yeah, I'm being a bit of a tourist, um, you know, because a lot of people, they come to Australia, and they always talk about how beautiful the city is, but they don't really get to experience it. They're just kind of at the casino the whole time. Randy, um, hold so like, se- well- Randy,
1: hold on one second. I'm so sorry. I think we went over something like this where uh, you're you were talking to Elkie and you asked Elkie what the biggest city in Prague was. <laughs> you just you yes. just, you just said a lot of people come to Australia and they talk about how beautiful the city is. I assume you know that Australia is not a city, right?
3: <laughs> oh, gosh, Joe. How are you? So, you're so-
1: yes. Yeah, I mean. It's just a slip of the tongue. I'm, I'm just trying to give you a little bit of credit here.
3: Slip of the tongue. Yes, Melbourne. Melbourne, of course. Okay,
1: fantastic. So sorry to interrupt you. Anyway, (laughs) Melbourne, the most beautiful country in the
3: world. Go. (laughs) Yes. um, Most beautiful city in in the world. You know, this is (laughs) great. And I want to you know kind of experience it a bit because you fly so far to get here. And if you're just only playing poker, I feel like you're not getting the full experience of being a poker player.
2: Absolutely. Joe, the Aussie Millions actually concluded with a 250k buy-in event, which was won by Stephen O'Dwyer. O'Dwyer rules. Again. I mean, what is it with this guy in high roller events, Randy? He crushes them.
3: Yeah, I was actually commentating uh, with Jason and I was watching him play and (laughs) that guy's good. I saw him do this really nice bluff king, queen, high and got someone full top pair. Uh, I was just like, wow. This is why he wins tournaments.
1: This is why, also, why Randy is part of poker's newest, hottest commentary team because he can spot stuff like good bluffs. Like, if I was commentating that hand, I'd have been
2: like, James, what'd you think of Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is pretty much how EPT Live plays. Um, Obviously, Randy, you guys received uh, so much positive feedback on the work you did from Australia, w- with good reason. One of the big differences, I think, between what you and Jason were doing and what we normally do is you had the benefit of whole cards throughout every single day of the 100K challenge, of the main event. Uh, you got to see whole cards for every single hand.
3: Yes, that's a, it's a first, you know. Because usually it's only at the final table, but we got to see, like, Day one action, day two action. Like uh, you, you really get to see the early levels of the tournament that no one really gets to see, and you actually learn so much poker. I felt like I became much stronger poke, poker player just watching, uh, you know, the best players play at the same time, and you know, you can really, you know, it, it's just so much better for the viewers and the commentators as well to comment like the thought process of the. Players um when you can see the whole cards.
2: Joe, you're salivating now right now, aren't you? are thinking eight hours <laughs> of day two coverage with whole cards. I wasn't salivated. I was thinking, you sons
1: of bitches, why do you get whole cards every single day? And I got to sit there guessing like an idiot.
2: Well, I'm glad you asked the question because it's one that we're being asked a lot because obviously this has gone down really well, Randy. I mean, taking nothing away from the work that you and Jason did, it's the fact that there were whole cards that people are saying, why aren't you doing this? Why why can't we have this uh, from the EPT? I think it's important to point out that even though the Aussie Millions main event was sponsored by PokerStars, it's still a Crown Casino event. It's their circus. It's their monkeys. Obviously, with PokerStars events, our live events team make the rules and the rules they set. And Randy, can I get your perspective on this as a player? Um we're always informed that from the player's point of view, it's not ideal to have eight guys on the main stage showing their whole cards to the world when everyone else in the field doesn't have to be put at that disadvantage. How do you feel as a player about the idea of whole cards up on non-final table days? I
3: already know Randy doesn't care. <laughs> I, yeah, I personally, I'm, I'm just dreaming they pick me to put me on the, you know, the whole card table. I just think it's such a cool experience, really. Um, we need to always... Think about evolving the game of poker. Uh, That's kind of one of my thought processes. I feel like whole cards up is really going to do that, even though it may put you at a potential disadvantage. But if you really think about it, it's a random chance that you are on the whole cards up table. Uh, So it's not like, oh, we're single handedly picking you out to be on a table and giving you a disadvantage per se.
2: Sure, but oh. I mean, obviously, you're someone who is a poker ambassador. You're someone who <laughs> streams poker on Twitch. Maybe you're looking at it differently from uh, the average player or the majority of players. Do you think, and I'm just throwing it out there as a question, that if we tried to yep. do that on the EPT, do you think we'd face a wave of objections?
3: I don't think so. I, th- Of course, there will be people who will object um, like for everything, but I, I don't... I think it'll actually be very welcomed. Um, Usually the way it is, is like the first time it happens, everyone's a little bit skeptical. But over time, when it's just becomes a little bit more accepted, like it happens like two or three times, I feel like everyone's just going to love it. Uh, That's just my opinion, at least.
2: Of course. But I think it's interesting that you've run this experiment in Melbourne. And Joe, from what I've seen and from what I've read, there were no major objections. No one kicked up a fuss about it. And because of that, this is something that we will be talking about. We will be discussing and we'll be reviewing during the summer at the end of season 12 of the EPT, and we will seriously look at whether it's something that we should implement going forward.
1: I think that we have... Uh, I think we're drawing dead, and I don't think necessarily because there's anything wrong with it. I just think, like, Aussie Millions is, like, the cool fun tournament where, like, ever, no one complains about everything, and, like, EPT is like, wah, wah, wah. We hate, we hate everything you do.
2: I don't know. I think you're being a little bit too cynical there. I think that this could be embraced... Uh, I think that we obviously have to consult players. Obviously, the decision has to be taken by the live events team. It's something for Neil and his TDs. It's something for Edgar, our director of live events, to look at. But from our point of view, Randy, uh, as people who want to make poker uh, a mainstream spectator sport, who want fans to be excited, we are all for it.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree, and I definitely think Joe's going to need it if he wants to guess people's cards correctly, you know?
2: <laughs> yes, thank you. I absolutely <laughs> have. There Randy, is a the chance I- that he'll
3: still get them wrong, you realize. <laughs> <I>
1: mean, <laughs> of course. I'll, I'll certainly still get their rationale wrong, and I'll certainly still probably focus on Star Wars, even with, with whole cards. <laughs> Randy, wha- how are you enjoying being a commentator? I know you do your own Twitch stream a lot, but you did some, like, legit commentary from uh, Aussie Millions. Do, do you, are, are you possibly preferring it to being a poker player?
3: I, I, you know, actually the first time I did commentaries with Jason during the PCA, we never did anything together. Um, But, you know, I was like, hey, you know, can I come on your show sometime? He was like, yeah, let's try it out, you know. And it worked out really well. And then, you know, it trickled over to the Aussie Millions and we continued. And it's actually really fun. Um, It works really well with the Twitch platform because you know, you can see the viewers interact. You know, if the, the big hands happen, like they're all going crazy and some suck outs and they commentate and give you a good, positive, warm be- feedback over and over again. Um, I It feels good. I, I do like the doing the commentary and I feel that I can give insight to, you know, players of all levels, whether beginner, medium, or advanced, right? But also explain it in a way that, Everyone can understand. So I try not to use really complex terminology, but I'll break it down more, um, you know, so that everyone can understand, but I'm still getting the same knowledge through all the people. That's
1: fantastic. James, I just have a question for you. So what are, what are me and you going to do in retirement? <laughs> now, now that Randy and Jason do this and they're so good at it.
2: Dude, I wear many hats. I'm sure that I could uh, one day uh, ditch the commentary hat and uh, hopefully still have a place in this poker universe.
1: I got nothing else. I'm going to be getting coffee for Jason and Randy. But aren't you
2: you got a gig as an usher at the uh, American Poker Awards, right?
1: That is true. I will be I think I'm I think I've been downgraded from usher to seat filler <laughs> at this point. So Randy, um what other video games do you plan right now? I always want to know what uh, what are you up to other than poker?
3: Well, as most of the poker players are, I'm really interested in Hearthstone lately. Um yeah, after seeing Dan Ortega you know beat a uh, Elky on that big screen, I I just been like craving uh, to play that so I can kind of put myself in a situation to be able to do that as well.
1: I gotta start this whole Hearthstone thing. I'm like in the Dark Ages over here. So I'm still playing PlayStation. It's free to play. Look at you. What do you have? Do you have a bonus sign up code? You want to throw out there at the same time? <laughs> Jesus, you freaking shell. Randy, did you uh you also commentated the T Coop main event, right? That is
3: right. That's right. How fast? did the t Coupe main event go? Because it's a turbo, right? So, Right, yeah, the final... I think the tournament itself maybe lasted three and a half to four hours. This is like.
1: Christ. This guy's getting all the breaks. He gets whole cards in every single day. He gets final <laughs> tables that are only three and a half hours. I'm going to wring your neck next time I
2: see you. By the way, if we're going to talk about, you know, running well, you did really well with the final table of the main event in Melbourne as well. Uh, you got, had Kitty Quo and Sam Abernathy. You had two female players there and you had a great champion in Ari Angle
3: yeah it was, you know it's good to see like names that you actually recognize at the final table um it's kind of like I feel like Sam Abernathy was was great she kind of like became like a hero in, like overnight um with the you know the the slow roll and all those things and uh I, I like that that's why I feel like the whole card's up and like the streams in general is just really a good thing. We can just start building these poker personalities and for fans to kind of like follow and you know get excited rather than just watching the game itself.
1: Randy, I don't uh I don't have any disagreements whatsoever with your rationale though. I love it and I think it's great and I you know I consume very little poker media um when I'm not working, but I had to watch that hand the the semi slow roll the queen's uh versus king's hand and you know stuff like that's great it's really good because it's going to get a lot of eyeballs on it, especially because the thumbnail looks awesome (laughs) randy uh, i wanted i was wondering if you had time to play a game with us before we cut you loose
3: i always have time for you
1: fantastic i appreciate that randy (laughs) randy you're the the one uh, yeah he's uh, he's like that's why i was like who can we get that'll definitely have time for me um the T Coop main event happened uh, recently. You did the you did the commentary for that. I came up with a little game today. Um, it's it should be no surprise, Randy, that I I am a frequenter of uh, adult of adult content. Okay, on the internet, and I noticed that a lot of these uh, tube sites. They have uploaders, okay? So you see, like whatever the video is, and they, there's a name of someone that's uploaded. So I've come up with a little game right now, Randy. Called it's called T Coop leaderboard or U uploader.
3: <laughs> okay, so I'm, okay.
1: I'm going to read you a screen name, and you have to tell me whether the screen name I read you is from the top 100 finishers in the T Coop, the T Coop leaderboard, or someone who uploaded porn to U Porn.
3: It's so a username of the guy. Correct. Got it. Okay. So you porn or T-coop. Got it. Got it. Okay, here you go. First, it's not
2: beyond the realms of possibility. They could be both.
1: It could be both. I have no trick repeat answers. Okay. Question number one. Name number one. Ruin F.
3: Ruin F. T-coop. T-coop. T-coop for sure.
1: That is correct. Now, I forgot now Randy here. He's going to have a little leg up because he's going to recognize a lot of these names. But yes, Ruin F is from the t-coop question number two black cat il <laughs>
3: black cat il t-coop leaderboard or you porn uploader that sounds like black cat what's the last two letters il like illinois uh i'm gonna go with t-coop again t-coop
1: is correct it's two <laughs> for two okay question number three Assman, seven. <laughs> That's definitely the U-Porn. U-Porn is correct. Next question. Hammer, 1271. Say that one more time. Hammer, 1271. t
3: Coupe board or U-t- U-Porn uploader? That sounds like... T-Coop?
1: T-Coop is incorrect. <sighs> oh, no. Hammer 1271 actually uploaded Dirty Asian Playing.
2: (laughs) The score is now
1: 3-1. So we have done four questions. We'll do do a total of of 10. Here we go. 10, Bad Boy 10. 10, Bad Boy 10? T-Coop Leaderboard or U-Porn Uploader? U-Porn Uploader. Incorrect. 10, Bad Boy 10 was on the T-Coop Leaderboard. (laughs) 3-2. It's getting close. Gun 89 Gun 89 G-U-N-N-8-9 okay, T-Coop. T-Coop is incorrect What? <laughs> Gun 89 was the uploader of the Wonderful title
2: Nude Porn Star Buttfucking <laughs> It's now 3-3 three and three. Next question Joe, is, is, is the information about what they uploaded Really that important?
1: Yes, of course that's okay. what, I mean, that's what's hilarious about it uh, Next question Eight ten of clubs
3: That's a T-Coop
1: T-COOP is correct. (laughs) Let's do that in there as a little little, uh, cleanse the palate. We gave it a little gimme for, uh, here we go. Randy, next question. T-COOP leaderboard or U-Porn Uploader. G's Z. G apostrophe S Z-E-E.
3: That should be a T coop
1: T-COOP is correct. Wow, five, three. Uh, Next one here. Uh, Pat Ass. P-A-T-A-S-S-S.
3: Yeah, that sounds like a YouTube, <laughs> U-Porn Uploader.
2: Uport porn in- Uploader is incorrect. Oh! <laughs> T-Coop Leaderboard, what's the score, James? It's 5-4, so that means it comes down to the final question.
1: I will give Randy, if if Randy gets the next one right, I will give him two in a row to try to win it. If not, he loses. How's that?
2: Well, if he gets the next one right, he wins, because it'll be
1: 6-4. Oh, shit. Sorry, Feet. He- <laughs> Fine. Whatever. You didn't tell me which way it was five and four. It doesn't matter.
2: Here we go. Normally it's the win-loss record. That's how I always express
3: the score, but don't worry about it.
1: Tory twenty-four X.
3: That is a U-porn uploader?
1: That is correct. Black Freddy with fat ass gets drilled. That was the video that Tory24X uploaded. Congratulations, Randy Lou. You have won T coop Leaderboard or U-Porn yes, uploader. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, is this the kind of game that you're proud to win or feel slightly grubby about? (laughs) You want to get something wrong. Uh, Randy, well done once again on the great work down in Melbourne.
3: And uh, when are you next on Twitch? ASAP. Probably within a day or two, to be honest.
2: Well, look out for Randy. Uh, Give everyone your Twitch address so they can find you.
3: Yep, just Nanonoko, N-A-N-O-N-O-K-O. So twitch.tv slash nanonoco is where
2: people will find you streaming. Exactly.
3: He's going to be streaming tomorrow. I can't, I've can't. had enough for
1: this guy. I mean, he's more talented than me, and he has a better work ethic. That's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Randy, thank you very much for coming on the show. We appreciate it.
3: Of course, of course.
2: I'll tell you what, Joe. I wish that Randy was on location more and came to more Randy. APTs. Because I think it'd be really great to have him in the booth because honestly, I think the guy's analysis watching some of the Aussie million stuff is top notch. He's,
1: you know, he's, his analysis is great. And also he's come a long way. Um, sort of personality wise. Like I'm sure he always had a personality, but what I mean is like, it, as far as his comfortability, comfortability, that's not a fucking word. What is wrong with me? Uh, comf- <laughs> comfort. It's just comfort. Why am I trying to make it longer than it is? His comfort in front of a camera or a microphone, unlike mine, is only increasing. (laughs) And he's getting really good. Like, he's... The, the real him is starting to shine through, so yeah, I would love to have him around.
2: Uh, sadly, I don't think Randy's going to be in Dublin, but we will be in Dublin, and you can be there too. Uh, the UKIPT-EPT Dublin Festival kicking off very soon, and I thought what we'd do this week, Joe, as we go into the lobby, is look at some of the, hashtag uh, stars fun, activities that are taking place while we're in Dublin. There's there's so much cool stuff happening and we're going to miss all of it again, right? Yeah, annoyingly, most of it happens before we get there. And the reason I looked into this rather selfishly is because I figured that we could shoot something for our Envision podcast. When we do EPT Not Live at EPT Live. We need content! Maybe we could shoot video of you, me and Matt dodgeball trampolining. But oh no, the dodgeball trampolining is taking place three days before we even arrive in Ireland. The 11th of February, the main entrance of the RDS, where the tournament's being held, uh, starts at midday. This is obviously information which is key to people who are actually going to be at the festival. Lunch is served. There is a trophy presentation, which implies that there's going to be a proper dodgeball trampolining tournament. This is not just people pissing around on trampolines with a ball.
1: No, this this is mind sport. Dodgeball, trampolining, having this is not fun. This is not. Wait, this
2: hashtag starts fun. Absolutely, uh, the party we might be able to go to, Joe. It's on the night we arrive, thirteenth of February, at the horse show house. Starts at nine PM. So that is on. Let me get my dates right. It's on the eve of the start of the EPT main event, uh, Saturday the thirteenth of February, and then the next day, the Sunday, Valentine's Day, there is the charity event. But this is the first day of our live stream. We're going to be covering the High Roller final table, so there's a very strong chance that we're not going to get to play the charity event. It's a €150 buy-in, unlimited rebuys of €50 a pop, all proceeds going to right to play, but some great prizes up for grabs, including tournament credits, an iPhone 6 Plus, uh, an iPad Air 2, a weekend away for two. Joe knows what it's like to win a weekend away for two. Um, In a charity tournament?
1: I can't even believe, like, I I just have that piece of paper is all I got from that. (laughs) By the way, you you sons of bitches, look, I know that I ruined the last charity tournament, but you didn't have to schedule commentary during this one. You know, you could have just told me you didn't want me to play in it.
2: And the other thing that's happening in Dublin, and there's a piece about this on the uh, PokerStars blog, is that they're doing open auditions for dealers. And again, I figured that maybe you, me, Matt could try out to join the EPT dealing team, but oh no. That's taking place on the 20th of February when the three of us will be covering the EPT main event final table on EPT Live.
1: Uh I, yeah, what's weird is I retweeted that and I like reposted it on, you know, on a couple other social media things, Facebook and whatnot, because people are always asking me, "How do I become a dealer in the EPT?" I did one of those things where I retweeted it and posted it like without reading it because I I don't want to be a dealer on the EPT, so why should I waste my time reading it? But a lot of people were like, is this real? Like, apparently, (laughs) there's, like, some things about it that are, like, sort of silly, that are, like, it is more, like, I guess, like, sort of American idly. And so some people doubted that it was true.
2: I believe it's a real thing. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, So Dublin, starting very soon, and just a reminder that if you can't be there, and if you can... Uh, We'd love to hear from you because we would love to do another live superfan, just like we did with Azif at the PCA. So if you are going to be in Dublin for the UKIPT and or EPT, we're going to be shooting that show on the 17th of February in the morning. Uh, So, holler at us, hashtag EPTNotLive if you'd like to be our live superfan in Dublin. But if you can't be in Ireland, uh, we will be streaming from the 14th to the 20th of February, seven days of live coverage, Pokestars.tv. And talking of television, Joe, you're going to take us behind the scenes on the PCA 2016 Invitational, or as you've rebranded it, My Charity Event.
1: Yeah, My Charity Event, a.k.a. the reason why they're scheduling the Dublin charity event for when I'm not available to play it. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, it was a really good time. We had, a, we had our fun and there was lots of fun that happened behind the scenes too. And now people, when we were, uh, airing shark cage, uh, thought that we had given it away, thought that we had, uh, they, they, they suspected after we spoke to Maria Ho on this show, yeah,
2: they more than suspected to be fair. They actually said you've ruined it. They were adamant. They were 100% sure that Maria was the winner, and that we had destroyed the rest of the series for them. One guy even wanted to put money on it, and when I offered him odds, because, hey, I knew the result, he nearly took the bet.
1: Well, that guy's real stupid, first of all, especially, like, I don't even know, once you give a guy odds, how anyone can even <laughs> take the bet. Like, it's just like, okay, the clue this guy knows he something. He thinks,
2: ah, he's offering me odds because he's bluffing. Well, mostly, yeah,
1: that's exactly it, but mostly it's just a negative free roll for you because Mm -hmm. if you lose, you'd pay. I mean, you wouldn't lose because you knew the answer, and if he lost, he wouldn't, so it's just a. there's, of course, he's going to take the bet. He's not actually risking anything. Anyway, after that very brief conversation with Maria on this show, people thought she had won Shark Cage, and I just wonder what they're going to think after they hear this.
2: Too hot for
1: TV. Maria just burned me so hard, and I didn't even get it on camera, unfortunately. <laughs> what are you even doing in makeup, you little cutie? Why, you, you don't even need any makeup. Oh, that's
0: sweet. Maria's, Hi. The, Maria's the only Who person. Who are we talking I, to? Uh, well, probably sad, just
1: my parents, I think. Really? Um,
0: <gasps> I, lo- I love your parents, and I don't even know them. <laughs>
1: I um, Maria's the only person I'm going to be n- nice to at the table. Well, it's no, not true. You don't I don't have to be nice to me. I nice. don't know
0: if if it's for any of the reasons I think it is. You don't have to be nice to me. That's well, <laughs> Come we're, on, because so we're friends,
1: or because I think well, less because of you because ho- you're a woman. Well,
0: because obviously we hooked up last night. <laughs> 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 Are
3: people
0: going to think that's actually
1: true? Of course. The, well, no, they would never believe that.
0: No, people don't believe everything that comes out from the directly from the horses. The they would
1: never believe that you would actually do that. Is the thing. <laughs> that's why you're safe. I love the fact that I have a reputation publicly of being a total creeper, <laughs> and everyone who actually knows me—exactly. Knows <laughs> <laughs> the story checks out.
2: So I draw no conclusions. Well,
1: that's good. That's—I <laughs> th- I will take drawing no conclusions over drawing the conclusion that definitely nothing happened.
2: Yeah. And bear and, bear in mind that I know the relationship you and Maria have, so I know that it's all good natured and in jest. The
1: only person that I won't be offended if they think nothing happened is Maria's boyfriend, Noah. <laughs> He's the only one that I want to think nothing happened.
2: Okay, it's time to give away prizes now on EPT Not Live. On the line are a Step C ticket and and Everyone Loves a chop Pot T-shirt because we're playing that game. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's
0: Superfan versus Stapes.
2: And we are going overseas to speak to this week's Superfan, because joining us from Mexico is Javier GM. Good morning, Javier. Good morning. Hello, how are you?
1: Javier, what's up buddy? Yo, technically it's not overseas for me. I just have to, you know, run across the border, which I do frequently. Taco Bell plug for the win. Uh, and everything is over overseas for you, James. But Javier, you're from Mexico, dude?
0: Yes, I'm from beautiful Mexico City, or as you may know it, the best 10 minutes of Spectre. <laughs>
1: Yes, well, it was the best ten minutes of Spectre. It was honestly, James, it's kind of the only ten minutes of Spectre worth watching, isn't it?
2: It's good though that you can just put the movie on, watch the first ten minutes, and then you're done. It's not like you've got to fast forward, scroll. It's like easy, just bite size opening sequence and, uh, <laughs> and ditch the rest. Now, Joe, something you may not know about Javier, Everything. he was the champion of the first ever. EPT not live super fan home game that we held just before Christmas.
1: Oh, well done, Javier! Feliz cumpleaños or something else that means congratulations in Spanish.
2: Felicidades.
1: Felicidades. Yeah. Yes, uh, you're you're da- your daddy Felici right now. You,
0: uh, you may ask you may ask the commentator how to say <laughs> congratulations. Oh, <laughs> uh.
2: buenos días, Javier. <laughs> Of course, that strange little known fact is that Joe and El Camontador have never actually met. I can't seem to track the guy down. Now, Javier, for winning said home game, uh, you received a PokerStars chipset. And I've been speaking to some of our team here, and you have no idea how much stress it has caused trying to get a box of poker chips to Mexico Poor little Mariana, who is a sickly thing at the best of times. I think she's being driven into an early grave by trying to find a courier who will agree to take this package to Mexico. Don't they
1: realize it's people taking packages out of Mexico that they should be worried about?
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. I've been... Riffling my poker chips since yesterday.
2: Ah, they've arrived, Huzzah! Yes, yes, they arrived yesterday. Thank you. We we were a little bit worried whether they would get lost in transit when we discovered only one, literally one courier company that <laughs> didn't go. No, we're not taking poker chips to Mexico.
1: Oh man, that's so weird. You know, poker chips are. are do you, do you have your experiences, James. They like set off metal detectors and airports and stuff too. Like I've had to take them out of my bag before.
2: Yes, it's not an uncommon occurrence. Apparently, like they look like dodgy cylinders when they show up on the X-ray scanner. They, they look like little bombs. <laughs> uh, Javier, congratulations for winning that home game. Congratulations on uh, claiming that chipset. Let's see how you get on in this week's edition of Superfan vs. Stapes. You know what's on the line? A 27 euro step C ticket plus an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t shirt, and you have chosen as your specialist subject the TV series Breaking Bad.
0: Yes, I, I, I think this is going to be a difficult one because I think Joe is a wreck, a Breaking Bad Greg.
1: Uh, I am a Breaking Bad reg, but the good thing you have going for you is, and James can verify this, I don't remember what I talked about on this show last week, let alone an episode (laughs) of Breaking Bad from four years ago.
2: Well, here's the thing. I don't think these questions are easy. I've made them quite tough, and I actually road-tested the questions on a couple of members of our production team who profess to be Breaking Bad aficionados. One scored two points, the other scored one point.
1: Javier, I take
2: your side.
0: Superfan versus Stakes.
2: Uh, well, you know how it works, Javier. There are ten questions. You're the guest. You're the superfan. You get to choose first, one through ten. Where are you going? Obviously, seven. Everyone seven. always starts with seven <laughs> because it's always coming up. And every time seven. we are playing with the
1: trivia game, and it always coming seven.
2: <laughs> so, Javier, your first question: Gus Fring is originally a national of which country? Chile. Correct! For Uh, one point. I would not have gotten that. Okay. Uh, Joe, one through ten, not seven.
1: Uh, And I can't pick any numbers divisible by seven because it's a prime number. Just showing off a little. Let's go nine. (laughs) Let's go with
2: number nine. How is Jesse's friend, Brandon Mayhew, better known? Oh, um uh skaggs <sighs> incorrect javier you can steal Shit. for a point badger it is badger oh, is
1: so close is
2: immediately two nil up and gets to choose the next question three question number three which actor received an emmy nomination for his performance as hector salamanca mark maragolis wow he is running the oh. board here. Man. Javier is 3-0 up. And Joe, it's your question.
1: Uh, okay, he's up 3-0. I'll choose question three.
2: Uh, which is the question that Javier just chose.
1: Great. Uh, so that's another wrong answer for me. Um, I'll choose question two.
2: Question number two for Joe. How are we first introduced to the character of Mike Ermentrout?
1: Uh Okay, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, man. Uh, He's the security guard at Jesse's high school.
2: (laughs) It's not correct. Javier, can
0: you remember? Yes. The final episode of season two, Mike Armentrout goes to Jesse's house (laughs) because Jane has died.
2: Wow. I mean, so much detail there and another point for Javier. This is so sick. I mean,
1: this guy, were you a writer on the show? Like, what the (laughs) fuck is happening right now?
0: It's just a big, a big uh, Breaking Bad record. Well, you
1: know what, man? That's, cool. That's awesome. That I wish I loved anything as much as you love Breaking Bad. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: well, here's <laughs> the situation.
2: We've had four questions so far, mm. and Javier has scored four points. And it's your next question, Javier. One, four, five, six, eight, or ten? Ten. Question number ten. Which episode of Breaking Bad scores a perfect ten out of ten on IMDb? the granite state <laughs> Incorrect Joe you can steal for a point Azamandius Correct and Joe yes. I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me the season number and episode number
1: It's uh it's, uh yeah. season 5 episode 10
2: Ah, close. Episode fourteen. Uh, Joe, it's your question.
1: Is it the last episode of that season?
2: No, it's the uh, second, to la- second to
1: last. Second right, to yeah. last.
2: No, it's it's not even that. It's the pre-penultimate episode. There are two okay. after that.
1: Look upon my worksheet, mighty, and despair. That's actually a line from the poem *Ozymandias* by that chick Shelley.
2: Uh, Joe, you've been showing off a lot during this quiz, but you've still only got one point. Try and get yeah. another one. Pick a question. Uh, question num- numero uno. Numero uno for Joe Stapleton. What is the full name of the parent company of Los Poyos Humanos? Um,
1: uh, the Wayland we- yutani Corporation.
2: Aliens was last week, Joe. Shit. Javier, you can steal for a point. Madrigal Enterprises. Ah, Madrigal. I'm only going to give you half a point, because actually it's Madrigal electro which translates as Electromotive rather than Wait, Enterprises. So you're saying the
1: same company that like has all the chemicals in the later seasons is the one that owns El- Los Pollo Hermanos?
2: I don't know whether it's chemicals that's, or...
1: That's that's the company that that lady works for, right?
2: Yes, it is. It is the same company. Yeah, they also have a fast food uh, arm to their business. They're German based. Oh, okay, cool. But yes, the, the the character that Laura Fraser plays in the last season does work for them. Uh, we digress. And Javier, it is your question. You have four and a half points. Joe Stapleton has one point. Six. Question number six for Javier: How much did Walt receive for selling his stake in the company Grey Matter? Um, ten thousand dollars. I don't remember. Incorrect, Joe. You can steal for a point. Ninety thousand dollars. No, you should halve Javier's original answer. It was five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Yep. Okay, Joseph. Where are you going? Four, five, and eight remain on the board. Let's go with the number four. Number four. Two points up for grabs here, Joe. Okay, I need these. What book does Gabe? give to Walt. If you can tell me the author and the name of the book, I'll give you two points.
1: Yes, um, uh, it's a, the author
2: is Walt Whitman. Correct for a point. And the book is? The book is On Golden Pond. Incorrect. Javier, do you want to steal that point? Yes, the
0: book is Leaves of Grass.
2: Correct. Leaves of Grass! Ah! Uh, The score is five and a half to Javier Two points to Stapes Uh, Javier, two questions remain Your final question, five or eight? Five Question number five How does the bedridden Hank occupy himself While recovering from being shot By the Salamanca cousins?
0: He goes online And to buy Some stones Some peculiar stones
2: Now I need you to be very specific About what he's buying here don't make the same mistake that Marie made and got shouted at again and again.
0: <laughs> uh, yes.
2: What is he collecting? They're, they're,
0: no, no, no. There are. Yes, there is. There are precious minerals. Yes!
2: They are indeed yes, minerals! Yes. They're, uh, minerals I, I, they're minerals, Marie! They're minerals! Yes. Uh, uh, so close. So close. Uh, Joe, your final question. Uh, spoiler alert, you can't win. But let's Yeah, but I if... got
1: two whole points, though. And this guy was, I mean, this guy created the series, maybe.
2: Okay, well, here's the thing, Joe. If you can tell me the make and model, I'll give you two points. Before upgrading to a Chrysler 300, Walt drove which make and model of car?
1: He drove a...
2: Oh, God, it was that ugly piece of shit. <laughs> That stupid <laughs> ass. I didn't ask you to describe it. I asked you to name the make and model.
1: Ah, uh, It was, um. Like a. some Like a Montezuma or something. A, a, uh, I won't get it. You're not gonna get it. <sighs> Javier, put him out of his misery.
0: It's an Aztec Pontiac, which
1: is. Aztec, fossil.
2: that's it. It I is knew indeed. It was something to do with mexico and that means i'm gonna give uh javier those last two points that i offered to you which means the final score in this breaking bad edition of superfan versus Staples is eight and a half points to javier the superfan just two points to joe stapleton
1: oh god javier you couldn't get all 10 huh boom
2: <laughs> uh javier many congratulations you are a winner once again uh you will get a 27 euro step c ticket and an everyone loves a chop pot t-shirt to go with your pokestars chipset that's just great uh, thank you very much thank you very much for being a part of our streams and our podcasts and uh we'll hear from you again soon yes have a good day
1: adios javier <laughs> So, James, that uh, Javier, was that the guy that no one could identify at first?
2: No, 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 no. It was one of the guys who was a runner-up that we had.
1: Okay, so it wasn't issues. the actual winner.
2: This guy was known to me immediately because, again, he's someone okay. who's on Twitter a lot, watches a lot of our live streams. He, he, qualifies. he qualifies. Okay,
1: I thought, I thought maybe that you no. realized all of a sudden that the guy was a guy that was a fan of the show, or Joe, he I, somehow turned around and was like, hey, I'll be a fan.
2: I'll come on the show. I rarely if ever, make mistakes.
1: Oh, God. All right. That means we're out of time for today. That is that is the perfect <laughs> way to end this show. We are going to be back next week. I'll be back in the UK. We're going to do a Dublin preview.
2: Yes. We're going to be looking forward to the EPT slash UKIPT festival. And I figured, Joe, that as part of that preview, it would be good to speak to someone who lives in Dublin, knows the city, and has actually enjoyed success in a major poker tournament in that city.
1: Yeah, that's really good, James. And James is obviously talking about Maximum Silver. Max Silver is going to be on the show next week. And I love how I sent you like a list of suggestions for people to have on like regarding the Dublin show. Guys that like, aren't really very relevant and like would be really difficult to get. And you're like, uh, we're getting Max Silver. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. He was not on my list, by the way. Not on my list. Should have been. Should have been the number one name. <laughs> Great choice, James. So that's all the time we got for this week's show. For James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.